When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Draft Nation, Draft 412. We are back with On the Clock NFL Talk. It's NFL Draft Talk tonight. It's going to be my pick 17 through 32 in my first mock draft. But first off, before I introduce my esteemed guest, we're going to talk about uh, one of our big sponsors from last year's draft party. And Schneider, you were there, Permani Brothers. They had they had some sandwiches dished out there. They had um, they were one of many sponsors with food. They're they're a great sponsor, local company. There's there's, there's a Permani's. Everyone loves Permani's. And there's one basically in every every neighborhood now. If you think anymore, about yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> moving them to Baltimore now. Yep, it's. <laughs> But thank you, Permanis. Thank you so much for the good food and hope to see you back this year for the uh, 2024 event. And it's on the clock NFL draft talk, Schneider. We talked about 1 through 16 last week. So if you want to uh, get on there, look at the uh, podcast number 69. It'll be NFL on the talk, draft talk. You can see 1 through 16. We went from um, Chicago Bears to the Seattle Seahawks. We had no trades involved. Um, which makes it a lot different. I know this 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 mock draft will be basically garbage by the time uh, April comes, but I think this second half I have a little bit more um, street cred, I guess you could say, with it. And, and Schneider, we're going to start with number seventeen, and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had a unique season for a while there. They looked like a team that had some potential to make a run in the playoffs. Yes, they did. And they seemed to they hit a wall. They they hit a wall. They died. Well, whatever happened between the injuries between Lawrence and the wide receivers, their defense couldn't hold up, and they and just I, fell off the map. And I think that their um, I think their division actually got a little stronger than that was originally. Um, no one imagined. expected that. No one expected Houston, Indianapolis. No one expected Indy. And then Tennessee at, so, the, at no, the end right. started giving you giving you a little bit as well. So at number seventeen, I have them given Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence is a, is a good up and coming. We both agree with that. We we think it's t- he's taking his time to get there, but he's he's a legitimate quarterback um, for Jacksonville. And I'm giving him another um, I'm giving another weapon. Keon Coleman from Florida State. Coleman is fast. Um, he has the speed. He, he can stretch defenses. I think it at this point you're you're you have a pretty decent offensive line in Jacksonville. I'm going with the um going with the wide receiver. They don't have a pretty decent O line. I, I they could go wide they, out. They, can, if they, they can use it. I mean they're not they're not all pros, but they're not they're not. Yeah, they're not very good either. 
they owe Cam Robinson a shitload of money to stay there. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But they also, now it's possible if they do not keep uh, Ridley, they could go that way. If they keep Ridley, they got too much money signed up in wide receivers. Then they go O-line. Well, that's what I said before. This is, it could be wide receiver. Like I said, we're not going by any free this agencies is way, yet. No, and, and way early. early. Until we get a little idea of who they're keeping on their team. Because Cam Robinson could be going too. He's due yeah, a pass. massive cap hit. Yeah, we don't know what these teams are thinking right now either. They might, like you said, if they let Ridley go, they might let them both go for all we know. They might they might that's revamp those positions. So. Yeah. At, at number 18, it's an AFC North as we're here in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati Bengals, um, we've seen what they've been going through. When Joe Burrow is not healthy, this team struggles. I give them credit last year for um, coming, you know, making a little bit of a run there with um, Jake Browning as a quarterback. They actually didn't let down the guard too much at the end of the year. Uh, they were still in some games. But I have them taken, and I think this guy has a chance to go in the top 10. So this would be a great, uh, be a great steal for Cincinnati at 18. And that's J.C. Latham, the tackle from um, Alabama. What do you think of him? Oh, he's good. He, I mean, he's deserving of the spot. This all comes down to whether they keep their right tackle or not, Jonah Williams. If they keep Jonah, then that's not going to happen. He's if set Jonah to get, Williams he, goes somewhere. He's set to get some big bucks. It's going to be dependent on what they – did they pay him or did they, well, they get a guy down. like Latham and – that's where a lot of teams have to make it. That's that's where it's so hard for GMs. And they also have to try to figure out what they're going to do with T. Higgins. That's another one. So they're in the same spot as Jacksonville. Basically, almost every team has a couple free agent needs right now, and you don't know which direction oh, yeah. we're going to go. But I'm going to take Latham here because he was still on the board was with the main thing. I think it was one of them deals where the better receivers are off my board right now. Um, well, the good thing about this draft, it's so deep with O line and, and receiver, wide receiver. That you can go find another guy in the second round to make up for it. That's that's definitely true. So they go either way there. Here's the guy that slid again in my in my uh, draft as well. Um, the Rams, in my opinion, are trying to get younger on defense. They they've been getting some guys here and there on defense. I Man, they still got Aaron Donald, uh, a couple other older guys. They're they're, they're bringing that defense. You know what a guy what a guy to uh, learn from in in Los Angeles is Jared Verse and uh, Verse is another one of them guys that. Probably will be off the board in my in my draft board. He slid the first time in this mock. He's if I did my next mock, chances are he's in the top ten, top twelve in that range. <laughs> but there is a couple. But there is a couple guys that we've already uh, marked off the boards. Uh, Lay two from UCLA and Dallas Turner from Alabama. So he is the third edge guy off my board um, at nineteen, which could be about right for the third edge guy to go off the board. Just might not be in this order. But what do you think about the Rams taking Jared Verse? They're another team that could use some things everywhere. But they were another team, too, that they, they started showing that they had some uh, – they had a little bit of spunk in them last year. And they, they, they look like they're a team that might be able to bounce back after winning the Super Bowl, uh, what, three years ago, four years ago, and having a couple of down hey, seasons. It's nice to show what happens when you have a good coach on your team. That's uh, true. They need a lot. I mean, they spent – they used all their draft capital for years in a row trying to make it to that Super Bowl. Now they're trying to come back from it. They could go a lot of different ways here. I mean, their O-line's only average. Their defense is average. You know, 
do you? I mean, they got lucky on a couple fifth rounders. Oh yeah, Nakua. Nakua was the pick of the draft. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, he was he, the Brock. He was, he was the Brock Purdy of twenty twenty three. There was no no doubt about that. I mean, he was probably this. I'm guessing he finished second in the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, right behind C.J. Stroud. Yeah. So, yeah, they did well. And they are they are they're they're, they're slowly getting younger on defense. I think if if Verse is there, I think it's a great guy. You get him. Um, oh, if he's there, that's a strong pick for them. You get them. You get him to learn on the on the goat, uh, Aaron Donald. He'd be which Aaron Donald. I'm happy to announce is his um organization is going to be um this year's draft nation party at stage AE. Um, last year we had the bus foundation this year. We have Aaron Donald will be there in his foundation. So we'll have a little bit of Rams flavor in, in the, uh, in the building next year. So that pick would be, be nice to see if he's there and they pick first, what his reaction would be to that at number 20. And as we are so draft four, one, two here for the time being, I have them taking and we're becoming Philadelphia light, I guess you could say, because we took a Georgia tackle last year and we take a Georgia tackle this year in Amarius Mims. Here's the guy I've seen is as high as nine or ten, and I've seen him as low as twenty-five. So he's a oh, guy yeah. that's tackles are moving all over. Way over. And I have a feeling uh you agree Okafor a core four is probably gone. He's probably gonna be one of them casualties of getting getting cut just more than likely. I mean, he and, didn't he didn't uh come over well with the coaching staff towards the end of the year there. So and Broderick Jones is a left tackle. I know he played right tackle last year, and um as was stated before, part of the reason was Dan Moore can't play right tackle. It was more it was more like that. Like they weren't gonna move Dan Moore to right and then Jones to left. So when Jones moves to left, Dan Moore basically will have to be a backup, and he's another guy that's um, underperformed since his rookie season. So you had a good point, though. Tell me, tell the people what you said off the air, what you think the Steelers are going to do here. Well, I think it's D-line. I think that's where they're going to focus. Now, if the guys are gone, they'll go another way. But this, the only thing we don't know is this is a new GM, how he's going to look at things. We're used to the old way where they don't pick a lineman. All they pick is linebackers. And... But we saw last so year not... what he did. He he did go after a lineman. I uh, mean, he went after he traded up for Jones, and oh, yeah. and and as we talked about <laughs> off the air too, we need a center. We need it. Uh, we we definitely depending on what they do with a core four and and more. We definitely need a tackle. We definitely need some depth on the defensive line. Even though Keanu Benton was a great draft pick last year for you know, he, he performed better than I think most people thought he would. You still got an aging Cam Hayward, um, yeah, the Marvin and then, Leo, the, and then the they Marvin, got who? Yeah, the Marvin Leal. Leal hasn't done anything. Louder yeah, Milk, Ogun Bungie is average. So I, I can see, I can see that. I mean, the defensive line or offensive line, I'd have no no issue getting them. No issue getting <laughs> our bookend tackles for the future and be done there. But um, I, I could go either way there. What you're saying? Oh, they and got we, it's way early, but oh. They need someone each level of their defense. They need gonna... D line, linebacker, and secondary. So, well, I, I've already made this statement on a different podcast from a different company. That I told them that if you pick any position in this draft other than probably that's a probably running back and tight end, I could see us drafting a player at that position. And it's 
you can go everywhere. Safety, cornerback, inside linebacker, oh, yeah. outside yep. linebacker. No doubt. I mean, punter. I mean, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that in the kicker. Kicker's another one. Kicker, running back, and tight end. I I think Boswell has proven that he's about as legit as can be as a kicker, but the, the punter was terrible last year. On a team like ours that often struggled uh flipping that field last year would have been a um would have been a nice thing to have, and we didn't get that enough uh yeah, last year as well. Sure. Number 21, the Miami Dolphins, and I have them sticking with the uh with the tackles here. Um Tyler Guyton. Makes and sense. as and as we talked about before, these tackles, this is I think number five for me in the draft. Um as I'm I'm looking through right now, we had Fashanu at four, we had Alt at seven, we had um what's two, we had Latham at eighteen, Mims, and then Guyton. So it's a fifth it is the fifth tackle in this draft, and they all could go in basically any order. They're all first round guys that um you don't hear much difference between them besides like Alt and Fashanu and maybe Latham. Uh all these other guys are pretty much bunched in where anybody can go. Oh, yeah, and a couple of them made some moves in the senior bowl to move up into the those rankings a little bit too. So Yeah, they did the kid from Oregon State. There was some there was some really yeah. uh some good performances this year in the uh in the senior bowl, which we'll have an article on our site coming out to that. Uh number twenty two. This is a team that not too often you see a really good team just really, really start to skid. This team took a big – I mean, they were they were cruising along there for they a while. Fell and they fell apart fell fast. Fell apart. I don't know and what happened to them. but A lot of it was a defense. Well, you got free – also, they lost their D.C. and their O.C. last year. So that was a lot of coaching they lost. That's true. And, I mean, and I, I like Sirianni as a coach. I don't think he's – I think he might have just been overwhelmed with like what you just said right there. Just a little bit, you, you lose. You, you're basically learning two different, two different systems on offense and defense. You're getting two new guys and or two new ideas. That's I know we know how hard it is here in Pittsburgh. Just the offensive coordinator, just one change a year. I imagine what it's like to bring in. Do we actually have, well, supposedly we have one now. We'll see. You the Steelers? Yeah, supposedly we have one. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we got Arthur Smith. We'll see. Let's see if we get let's see if we get Tennessee Arthur or Atlanta Arthur. I guess uh, you exactly. could say that. But <laughs> Philadelphia, I have them taking a, a great cornerback from Alabama who could actually be drafted ahead of his teammate who I had higher in this draft. I'm Cole McKintry. Uh Terry on Arnold uh from Alabama. Um Terry on um he's gonna replace he's probably gonna have to replace James Bradbury. Bradbury's gonna be leaving for free agency. Uh, the Eagles are looking to get younger. The only thing about this pick that might not be right is he's not a Georgia player. I know they take nothing but Georgia players, so this might be a well, shock to there, people. So. <laughs> well, that's there, true. So that's true. Lasseter is there, and actually, I have um, I think I have Lasseter coming up here in this draft. So they, that might be the, that might this be was, the flip. This flip one of this here. was one of Philly's big problems, though. Their secondary, they got burnt this year. Yeah, two they years just, ago they had one of the best secondaries in the league. This Late year on, they were not good. Later in the year they couldn't stop anybody. I mean, there was no. there was games I was shocked that not this was all. the Eagles team that you know not much of a difference in their um personnel either. I mean, they had if anything they got I thought they got stronger with their draft picks, but they um, yeah, but their defense went down. They lost a lot of guys. Yeah, injuries and they just them. weren't the same. Coming Plus, they in got they had some injuries, so 
Number 23, we're going to go back to the tackle factories. And um, Houston saw what they have now with a, a future. Okay. They have a future superstar quarterback. Uh, and they know what they got now with, with CJ Shaw, at least for that season. Hopefully he keeps it going. I have them taking a hometown kid. So this is like the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Kenny Pickett from Pitt. I have Patrick Paul from Houston going to Houston. And uh, Patrick Paul's a big, big kid. Um, and the other thing I realized, too, the Texans have 36 free agents uh, in this, this, this offseason. 36 free agents um, coming up. And um, they have, they'll have holes everywhere. But I think at the end of the day, first and foremost, you want to protect your um, – Want to protect your star, and they got they may have a top top 10 quarterback down the road. Um, and you know, you don't want to you don't want him getting hurt early on. And I think Patrick Paul would be a good pick, a hometown kid. Like I said, it's early, I know I could be wrong, I probably will be wrong, but I think it'd be a good uh, be a good way for them to go is to take Patrick Paul there with all the other tackles that have gone. The Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys. Another team that sort of has talent everywhere. We always talk about it. Like Micah Parsons, they got they got talent on offense. They got talent in the secondary. They got they got talent everywhere. But their defensive line Except up the middle. coaching staff. Oh yeah, that, I can't believe he still has a job. That was probably the biggest shocker for me in the offseason <laughs> right now is is that he still has a job. McCarthy. Um, their defensive line, Girk right on the outside. The inside, not so much. Uh, they, they got beat a lot up the middle with run at the end of the year. And this kid here, this kid could be a future star. I mean, he could he can line him up anywhere you want. He could play defensive tackle. He's a little smaller. We could we can line him up. He could he's strong enough to he's sort of like an Aaron. I'm gonna compare him to Aaron Don, but that's that kind of build loaded the ground. Uh Zer, Zerzon Zerjon, I can't uh, Zerjon, Zerjon, Zerjon Newton. From Illinois, uh, defensive tackle. What do you think of that? Oh, he's gonna be good. You gotta put him in the right system a little bit because of his size. Mm-hmm. He is on the smaller size, but he penetrates. He gets in the backfield. He causes havoc. Yeah, he can get. He can rush him anywhere. He rushed him anywhere in Illinois. He rushed up the middle, and in the, against in the, some of the big, uh, the Big Ten offensive lines, he was able to rush. Well, him, yeah, uh, he went up against the big boys in the Big Ten, so he did well. Yeah. Yeah, he did, and he was he was lined up at the nose tackle. He's lined up at ends. He was he was moved around the line. So Dallas could have a nice little weapon there um, with Micah Parsons. I mean that 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 defense could be could be something. To, um, they they should, I mean Dallas keeps bringing yeah. in bringing in talent. Quinn's going, so it doesn't matter. Who's that? Quinn's going. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they gotta get. Well, who is their new guy they brought in? Don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. At number twenty-five, here's where here's where the uh, Georgia guy went. The Green Bay Packers. Um, Packers. Packers made a little bit of a run last year. Schneider. Um, they did. Love, Come out a little bit of nowhere, Jordan especially Love, late season. Yeah, Jordan Love sort of looking really comfortable late in the year. They have some. They actually have a stable of young receivers. Um, I'm pretty impressed with. Like, I, I'd say three or four deep actually that um started all performing towards the end of the season. Um, they could go a certain couple different ways, but I, I think the Green Bay Packers, um, they have holes at a cornerback and safety is, is actually their, their two bad ones. Like they actually could use a, a safety here. Um, I just didn't pull the trigger on a safety this early in the draft. Um, I wouldn't Can't be blame shocked. You. 
I wouldn't be shocked if they go back to a safety uh, in the second round and go all defensive back here at the start of this at the start of this draft. But I haven't taken uh, Kamari Lasseter, who's we just talked about. Him. He could have went to Philly about two picks ago, so he's a guy that has some first round talent, and I think he'll um he'll be a nice fit in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. You just got to watch, sort of pay attention to if you're looking, if you think Green Bay might be looking at safety, you also go look at that Cooper from Iowa. He can play anywhere in that defensive backfield. He can be yeah. a safety for them. He can be a corner, do whatever they want him to be. He can be whatever and, you want him to be, but he, he's, he's right now, he's, he's basically practicing as a corner and acting like he's a corner. So that's what he, Matt's oh, yeah, he can no move. You can always move him in that, but that's. That's definitely true. And I do have him in the first round as well. He'll be coming up. So um, I, I get that too. Cooper DeGene would, wouldn't be a bad pick. They're a Midwest kid going to a, a Midwest team. It might make sense yep. there as well. Um, 26, the Tampa Bay Bucks. This team actually did a little bit better last year as well. They were another team that I thought played pretty good with Baker Mayfield. Um, they were a team in transition that were losing some players. Um, they they need they need help on the offensive line, and I went with a guy that right now is a tackle, but he's projecting out as a um as a guard. So this would be a guy that they could bring in as a depth player, move him a guard tackle. He's gonna be like the kid last year from uh, Northwestern, uh, Skoronsky, who was a lot better. I mean, Skoronsky was a, a a bigger chip, a a five. You know, if you're looking at five, so he was a a higher profile prospect, but he ended up moving the guard. Uh, last year and played well. I think Graham Barton has the potential to do that with Tampa Bay. So I have Graham Barton going to the uh, to the Buccaneers. That's a lot of that's going to depend on what Mike Evans does. Uh, that's true. If too, Mike that's Evans true. goes if he leaves in free agency, I expect them to go after a wideout. And that's one of their three big. Um, but the wideouts were a little slim here. There's one guy they could have taken, and I'm going to take him right now. And this team had the fourth pick of the draft and took. Uh, Olu Fashanu, which I know when I do the new um the new mock draft, chances are I will have Marvin Harrison go in there for where this pick will be um will be a different um play, player involved. But right now I have Brian Thomas Jr., the second kid from LSU, um who really if he was on any other team in the country would have gotten a lot more hype than what he did. Yes. But Malik <laughs> Neighbors just um. Him and Jaden Daniels. I mean, Jaden Daniels' his numbers were insane. If you have two receivers, like you said before, he led the this guy led the country in um in touchdowns. Touchdown, and, yeah. And nobody talks about him. I mean, everybody talks about Malik Neighbors, but this kid's good. Yep. This kid's um another kid that can stretch the defense, not quite as much as Malik Neighbors, but he's excellent body control and he's a 50-50 guy that goes up, gets the ball. He's a bigger, he's bigger than neighbors. Yep. He's a six he's four a, guy. And he's a 50-50 guy. So you give him the ball, yep. go one on one, uh, that'd be a nice little Arizona needs a lot. They, they're a team that yes, you're not going wrong too much with them. If they get Fashanu and him, which I know they, the chances are Fashanu will 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 still be on the board after the Cardinals picks. They're probably going to get Harrison. But if it does work out my way, if they come up with Fashanu and Brian Thomas Jr., it's not a it's not a bad uh not a bad. No, they'd be picks. happy. You would think they would. I, I would think so too. The Buffalo Bills, um, the Buffalo Bills. They have Poyer, Jordan Poyer, and Micah Hyde at safety. Both are thirty-three years old. This is where I, this is my thinking on this uh, draft pick. Both thirty-three years old. Both on their downward. You know, we think think of people here in Pittsburgh like 
uh, Cam Hayward. They're, they're on their downward end. I mean, they had good seasons last year, but their season, their careers in their twilight, both of them, both safeties. So I have them taking a safety here, to, uh, which could be up for this, could be up for debate who the best safety in the draft is. But I have Cameron Kitchens from uh, Miami, um, big hitter. I think this, uh, you know, it'd be a nice, he could be a, a backup for a year. I think the Bills are, are, in good enough shape, they can go with a rookie that could a first round pick that might play some nickel packages for a year, but he gets to learn behind uh Poyer and and uh and Hyde. Where would you go here? And I know a lot of this has to do with um what they do with Diggs. I know there's a lot of rumors going on with Stefan Diggs. Oh, yeah, too. that's one of the bigger ones. They also have to worry about they have, if I remember this correctly, about four or five defensive linemen are all free agents. They could go these. I mean, I can go line too. And that's so if, that, if I remember that correctly, they're going to need some D line help. D line or O line? D line. D line, yeah. And Plus, that, they they sorely need another weapon for Josh Allen, especially if they lose Diggs. Well, Gabe Davis is a free agent also. So yeah, they probably can't lose both them. They got the tight end last year for him. That's that's one of the reasons I was looking at. I mean, yeah, I know but they I'd need, rather they need have some... a wide receiver. Yeah, you need some wide odds. There's no doubt about that. You need yep. to, um need some wide odds. But like I said, this is early on. Um, things will change as as I go forward with these uh these podcasts and and my mock drafts and 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 that. And here's your Cooper to Gene pick. All right, the Detroit Lions. Detroit, not a bad spot. He um talk about a team, man. I mean, I don't think there's too many people. Did you root for them? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think there's too many people. There's not too many football fans that couldn't root for the Detroit Lions. I'm sure a Niners fan, of course, but um, it's hard not to root for a team that just never really got the win. They they don't win, and they got they finally got the they got the team. I mean, they're they're, they're four draft picks last year, the best draft I've seen in a long time by an NFL team. I mean, you think about it, um, Brian Branch, you had Sam Laporta, you had uh, Jameer Gibbs. And there's a fourth one. I always forget the fourth one. It's Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Brian Branch, and Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, the linebacker. Oh, Campbell, that's um, right, yeah. So they had four really good draft picks, and they all did something. They all performed. And that team is just a young team. I don't know what their salary cap situation is. I'll have to learn that. But they got to be pretty good salary cap situation. You would they think shouldn't with, be too bad. With that many starters in their first, in their first uh, rookie contracts, they got to yeah, be. Yeah, they have a lot team. of young guys. They should be pretty good. Yeah, they should be a team that can really build this thing for the future. And and I, I think Cooper DeGene is like what you talked about before. He's that kid that cornerback, you move him you move him when you need to move him. If he has yep, to play nickelback, you can move him around that whole defense. He can even return punts, which he did in Iowa. Yep. Which, I mean, he's he's a very, very good athlete. He's, he's a he's a guy that on a normal season, if the Steelers pick like 25, 26, I'd be rooting for a Cooper DeGene to come in there. Um, but we we already know what our situation here is in Pittsburgh. Number 30, the Baltimore Ravens. And all the Ravens, um, they have John Simon. John, I'm sorry, John Simpson and Kevin Zeitler are free agents. Both of them are starting guards. So I think the Ravens will take a chance on uh, Troy uh, Fatanu because he can play guard and tackle. Ravens seem to do a good job of getting guys like this and getting the best out of them. It's going to, like, like you've said a million times, it's going to depend on their free agency. If they try to re-sign one of their guys. I know I already read something today that Zeitler is already in talks with the Ravens trying to, trying to um, 
re-up before the free agency starts, so that could change that as well. What do you think of Fatanu from uh, Washington? It's a nice pick for him, and they got they're gonna have several ways they can go, depending like we you just mentioned. Who they lose? They lose Queen. They lose those old linemen. Do they lose a couple of their? I mean, they the, one of the big guys. They may lose uh, the big D tackle, Madabuke. Yeah, I mean, they got, they... so until a few of their things get straightened out here, who knows? Because Matabuki already said he'd love to stay there, but it's a business. Yeah, the Ravens. So he's not coming for a hometown discount. We just talked about the Lions having talent everywhere. I mean, the Ravens just seem to have. I mean. And don't be surprised, and I know this is a, a long time, don't be surprised if Dalvin Cook, that little signing they did where nobody made a big deal, but don't be surprised if he becomes something in Baltimore again. I think he just went to a bad team. Oh, and very the, the, Jets, the Jets didn't use him right. I mean, he he made a mistake. He made the uh, – went to the wrong – he signed with the wrong team. That's basically what it was. Well, it might have um, been the only offer too, so. That's true too. Well, I have a feeling he got other offers. That was the most money. I think he was he was going for the money big time once once the uh, Vikings were letting him down, let them go. Thirty one. I went with the Chiefs here. I want the Chiefs and I want the Niners. It's these two picks are still sort of like this one. These two picks are up in the air, sort and we like know that you like this one. And this I is the part of the reason Rashi Rice worked out. Rashi Rice worked out for them, but Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. Uh, MVS is probably on his way or getting cut too because of his salary. Chances are they need another receiver. And, and you know, Mahomes, this guy can fly. This guy actually going into the season was known as the other guy to Xavier Worthy, but he oh, yeah. he became yep. the guy in Texas. And and like you said, the deepness here. I mean, Rafi Rice, he proved himself. He almost had a thousand. Well, you know he's a transfer, there. right? You know he is a transfer. I don't name Mitchell. Yeah. Yes. You knew where he transferred from. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think right now, but I know I have it in the profile. I did a profile on him. Was it? I'm a, pretty it sure it was Georgia. I think you're right. I think you are right. It was a Georgia guy that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you are right. He went from, went he went from to get Georgia another loaded to, school, goes to another loaded school. Ridiculous. And finds a spot. And, and like I said, he outplayed, he outplayed, we outplayed Worthy to the point where Worthy's like a, I want to say Worthy could be a third rounder now after being. Nah, I don't think it goes that low. He's too fast. Well, there's so many receivers, though, too. Hey, you have your pick in the second That's round. That's true, also. There is, we there is that about, point. We already talked about four or five teams that need interior linemen or safety. So it's going to be a unique yep. second round as well. To finish off the mock draft, this is number 32. Like I said, this is my mock draft 1.0. I have another tackle going. Uh, the Niners. They're aging, and they lack depth behind uh, Trent Williams and uh, Colton McKivitz. And McKivitz, from from all words gathered, he hasn't been playing good the last three or four weeks, and he's got Chris Jones in the Super Bowl, so it'll be unique. Or actually, has Carlafidis uh, uh, in the in the Super Bowl, which will be unique to see. I think that's going to be the reason the Chiefs win the Super Bowl is their pass rush are going to get on Purdy. But I have him taking um, Jordan Morgan, who's another guy that. Most years probably would be a, a mid-first-round pick, but there's so many tackles in this draft. Uh, Morgan put up some good uh, numbers at Arizona last year, and I think San Francisco gets younger. Schneider, next week we're going to come back and start talking about um, just positionally uh, some 
go th- we're gonna go through some positions. Uh, quarterback, we'll go next. Be quarterback and running back. We'll go through and just talk about the top ten, what you like about them, what you didn't like about them. We'll talk about um, you know, if there's if there's a, t- a player that you see, like you saw with that with Dejean, you said that with um, that Dejean could go to um, uh, Green Bay. Like if you see a player that you think a quarterback even that would just make sense to an organization, um, we'll talk about that next week. And sometimes you see that guy like you see a player like I just don't I, you know it doesn't doesn't match that organization and what they're looking for. And you see a quarterback sometimes, and you're like, this guy is this guy's made for you know Cincinnati or Cleveland or whatever. Nobody's made for Cleveland, but, but you know what I'm saying. It's um. But we're going to come back next week, guys. We're going to do quarterbacks. Uh, if we have time, we'll do some running backs. And we're going to do that for the next couple of weeks until uh, the next mock draft will come out, which I'd like to do my next mock 2.0 after the um, after the combine. After the combine. And then do one more solid one after trades and that. Because usually after the combine, between the combine and April 1st, is usually the, the big trade, the trade time. You see a guy you want. AKA Anthony Richardson last year. Like you get, you, you start getting teams that really want a guy. Fields? And I'm Justin really hearing Fields. a lot of stuff about Washington Justin now. Fields? Justin, Justin Fields? Fields. Please. Hey, Please. I'm hearing it. And I'm hearing a lot. I'm hearing a lot going on with Washington right now with the Cliff Kingsbury, uh, who coached Caleb Williams at USC, of course. So what would Washington give? I mean, you know, you're to give them the second pick. What else do you give to, to, to move up one pick? I mean, if, Chicago holds the key. We've talked about this many times. Um, they could literally, they might have a quarterback that they like at number two. I'm not telling anybody. They might break oh, the very house. Possible. They could break the house. They could actually clean up with Washington, move Justin Fields. And Adam Schefter reported yesterday, he can't see why they can't get at least a second for Justin Fields, which is another pick. It's all over the place. Get. It's hard to tell. Their, their problem is they have no leverage for the fields thing. So and, and and the big one with fields right now, the big team you're hearing the most of is Atlanta. Atlanta is it's, it's his hometown, yes. and you're hearing a lot. Um, Justin Fields, Atlanta. I'm hearing a lot of Russell Wilson to Pittsburgh. I saw that on uh, Please Wake no. Me Up Again. I know Please. I don't like it either, but I'm hearing it because he's he's gonna be dirt cheap for one. He's gonna be a veteran for two that you can, I guess you know. I don't I don't like the way he's played the last four three four years. I, I think he's. Another one of them guys that just, just is on play his picket and find out if he's worth a crap. That's what I say. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna do it, do it for a year. Don't bring the only veteran I would say bring him in if he would do it, but I don't think he does it. Is, is Kirk Cousins? I think Kirk Cousins can win a division. No, he ain't next going year. there. He's not going to compete for a job. I don't think he'll compete. I think if the Steelers sign him, it'll be like, hey, you're starting picket. You're going to learn for a year. I don't no, think it's not the Steelers are idiots. Uh, they'll make him compete with Pickett. Uh, he if he can't beat that Kenny Pickett, I mean he's still he put up good numbers last year. I mean I I know that for a fact with my fantasy team. Kirk Cousins led me to a six and zero start, and then once he went down, my team went down. He's a he's a good he's still a good quarterback, put up numbers. Um, and with with he can make make George Pickens a rich man if you know you could show him what he could really do after he threw you know through to Jefferson for the last couple of years, which Pickens sort of. Pickens sort of acts like a, a Jefferson to a point. Not as well, not as good, that's for sure. But but Schneider, thank you. Thank you again for uh, Permantes. Permantes food. If you don't get it, I, I go to Permantes probably right now twice a week. Um, I was going 
at least once a month, but I go a lot now. Um, I have the app. Get the Permani Brothers app. Uh, on Thursdays, you get free. You get buy one pizza, get one pizza free, which is amazing. Um, beer drinkers, their happy hour is phenomenal. Their tall beers are like two dollars for a. a it, it's Looking ridiculous. Drink beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're twenty they're twenty four ounce beers are ridiculously priced on happy hours, and it's a good time too. It's just good. They always have sports on. It's a good place to hang out. So, Permani Brothers, thank you guys. Schneider, thank you, and I will see you next week, and we will talk. Um, we'll talk quarterbacks. How the class? How deep you think the class is, and who do you think? All sir. And get get in your mind. Who do you think the uh, who do you think the star is going to be, and who do you think the bus is going to be? Okay. Do that next week. But all right, guys, thank you. And uh, remember, www.draft412.com. We'll be changing to www.draftnation.com. We will still be affiliated on our podcast with the Draft 412 as we're, we'll be doing more local stuff. So we'll have the Draft 412. That'll be umbrellaed under the, the Draft Nation, but the, uh, the 412 website will be gone. So pay attention. It should be in the next – I keep hearing about a week to 10 days, so look for that to change. and. Schneider, have yourself a great weekend and enjoy the Super Bowl. I will try. Later. <laughs>